Hello and welcome to JPD Weekly. I am your host, Josh Peck. We are in the last part of a loose series, and I call it a loose series because every episode in this five-part series stands on its own. You can watch any of them in any order or just watch one uh, and be able to understand it just fine without all the other parts. So if you haven't seen any of them and this is your first time in this series, don't worry. You will understand this video just fine and you'll be able to get a lot out of it. Now, if you do want the whole series, uh, the only place you can get the full series in full, the, the whole thing, is at dailyrenegade.com. Uh, you can get a free trial uh, for seven days and try it out, see if you like it. Uh, or you can just go ahead and get a membership. It's uh, $10 a month or $100 a year. I suggest getting the $100 a year because you get two months for free that way. And uh, you don't have to think about it for a whole year after you purchase it. So uh, we have lots of content, lots of uh, great videos there that you won't find anywhere else not even in your own churches, <laughs> a lot of uh, good, solid theological, doctrinal teachings that you can't get anywhere else because we're not afraid uh, to go into controversial areas as long as it's biblical and uh, we don't go out of our way to sensationalize anything. So uh, we have been talking about the Essenes, the Dead Sea Scrolls, their prophecy. Uh, the last episode, we talked about uh, their calendar, their understanding of ages, and how we are entering into the final uh, Jubilee cycle, the final 50 years of our current age. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna continue on in that. What can we expect in the coming years? Uh, and so if you haven't had a chance, um, you, you can just listen to this episode and that's totally fine, especially if you're already familiar with the Dead Sea Scroll calendar a little bit. That's totally fine. But all you really need to know uh, is that they split up all of human history into 7,000 years. They understood each thousand year period as like a day of a week. And the entire uh, human history is like one week of, uh, of, of millennia, one week of thousands of years. Uh, each age is 2,000 years long. So... Uh, from creation to the call of Adam, that or, or the call of Abraham, excuse me, that is called uh, the age of chaos. From the call of Abraham up until 75 A.D., that is the age of Torah. Uh, so, and then from 75 A.D. up until 2075 A.D. is the age of grace, according to them. And then after that uh, is the thousand-year Sabbath, the millennial reign of Christ. Now we can't put an exact date. We can't put an exact date on any of these because uh, there's a transition period between the ages. We talked a little bit about that last time, how, uh, you know, technically the end of the age of Torah was in, uh, was in 75 AD, uh, and that was the beginning of the age of grace, but we still had the age of grace bleeding through from about you know, like 30 AD, you know, it, the ministry of Jesus, that's what it was about. Salvation, his, his death happened in 32 AD, burial, resurrection, all that stuff. So you clearly had for that 50 year period, you had Christians, you had the age of grace being set up. So uh, we could expect something like that to happen as well. I mean, we saw that in the, in the last transition of the age, you know, call of Abraham, it's the age of Torah, but you don't get the Torah till much later. You get uh, the call of Abraham, um, the, the, you get his lineage, Israel, you know, you get all that stuff. 
but you don't even get the Torah for, for a while. So there's a transition period between these ages. So we should expect a transition period as well, which means that our final jubilee should be prophetically significant. And we are about to enter into that. Now, again, if you want all of this information, go to dailyrenegade.com. You can get the entire five-part series in full there. Uh, and the great thing, too, is you get all of this early access. So if you're watching, the, by the time you're watching this on YouTube right now, this is only the first half of episode five, but um, everybody else who is at Daily Renegade, they have had this entire series for like the last month. So you get early access. Also, at dailyrenegade.com, we have a way that we can finally escape this beast uh, financial system that is currently ruling the globe. You know, we as Christians, we always say, you know, we, we need to build our own thing. We need to do our own thing. I don't want to put my money in the bank. I don't want to support the global banking system, this this beast system that is that is uh, 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 with fiat currency that's, that's just ruining our financial institutions, ruining our economy. I don't want to take part in that satanic stuff. I wish we as Christians had our own thing. Well, we do. We actually do. We as Christians have built our own thing. We have Cornerstone. Uh, and I believe in this so much. We, we have a free episode of the Sharpening Report where we talk to um, Christian and uh, the owner of the company. Uh, but uh, And I, I say Christian first because that's how he describes himself. He is a Christian first. He is doing this not as a company, but as a ministry service. So we finally have something where we can invest our own money into silver and precious metals and things like that. But we have our own thing, so we don't have to trust in the banks. We don't have to trust in the banking system. Uh, we know financial collapses are going to happen. They're coming. They've happened before. They're going to keep happening. And we know that there's a big prophetic um, economic collapse coming. We read about that in the Bible. And we talk about all of that in that episode. We have made that episode free for everybody in full. Go to dailyrenegade.com. You don't even have to be a member. You can watch that episode to get all the information, uh, or you can just sign up with Cornerstone. And right when you go to dailyrenegade.com, you will see a pop-up that comes up and you can sign up for more information there. Or if you already know that you're ready to do this, uh, then you can get a hold of them. They'll step you through the whole process. It's super easy. You don't have to know uh, anything about any of this if you if you don't want to. If you're like me and want to keep things simple, uh, then you just get a hold of them. They'll They'll, they'll walk you through the process. It is very easy. Um, and it's, it's from our brothers in Christ. So that, that's uh, something that can really help us uh, uh, as Christians out. You know, finally, we have our own thing. Um, and any time that we as Christians can build our own institutions, I want to support that. So we have that available at dailyrenegade.com along with so much more. All right. So uh, hopefully you have watched the other episodes in this series. But if not, uh, I already went through a little bit of a background. And that should be enough to explain the rest of this. Uh, because we ended the last episode by asking you know, the question, what can we expect in coming years? What is our final Jubilee going to look like? And the best that we have available is what the ends of the last stages looked like. There was severe apostasy in every single one of them, so we should expect that, and we are seeing that. Um, but this helps explain, too, why there's so many Christians against Christians. There's a lot of infighting in Christianity. You had the same thing at the end of the last age. There was a lot of infighting, certainly of, of Jews in Israel, but also among the Essenes. There were, there were these break-off factions, these heretical Essenes that did not maintain um, Essene, proper Essene doctrine. They kind of made up their own stuff, but they still called themselves Essene. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? 
sorry, I'm moving around a lot. I, I just got a new office chair and I'm still trying to get used to it. I have a, a cushion on it that keeps moving around. All right. Anyway, but we see that, uh, we see that in our own day. We have all these break off factions of Christians, um, that call, that still call themselves Christians, but they want to focus on calling holidays pagan or, or saying that everything you do is idolatry or, um, you know, saying that if you don't pronounce the name of God correctly, he won't hear you. And it just says weird things. But what's, what's strange about it is the Essenes had those exact same things within their groups, within, within their believing remnant. They had those same exact factions branch off. You had a hyper Hebrew roots. You, you had what was called the circumcision party, which was trying to force people under the, under the law. Again, saying that that's how you get, uh, saved. You, 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 there was a faction of that. There was a faction of sacred namers. There was a faction of people that wouldn't even carry around coins because they said it was idolatry to just carry a coin because it had a picture of somebody's face on it. Uh, so there was all of that stuff. And it's funny that we see the exact same things in our remnant of believing Christianity, we see the same things because the enemy doesn't have any original ideas. Same thing happened over and over again. Um, there's nothing new under the sun. So we know that we can expect that kind of stuff because that is what the, uh, the last age, the end of the last age looked like. Um, and we also talked about how the final jubilee of our age starts in the year 2025. So we just got about four years. Now that doesn't mean nothing will happen in, in those four years. A lot still could happen. We, we have a lot that could happen. Um, and we, there is still a lot of prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. So we have that whole 50 year period. Now, the interesting thing is the final seven year tribulation. We don't know when in that final jubilee, that seven years is going to happen. Now, yes, God could surprise us all, and we might not even see the tribulation until well after 2075. You know, God can do whatever he wants. Uh, but if we follow the patterns that have already happened, and if we if we believe that God's going to be consistent with that, and if we believe that um, the Dead Sea Scroll calendar is accurate, that the Essenes had uh, an accurate knowledge of uh, ages, and if all of that is right, if we assume all that is right, then sometime within the next 54 years, we should see all of the rest of uh, prophecy up to the point of the return of Christ be fulfilled, which is really exciting. So that would include a rapture of the church at some point, which that could happen at any time. Um, we have that. We have the seven-year tribulation, which that could happen at, at, at any time, too. The seven-year tribulation would not have to start at the end of the final jubilee, because, again, uh, when Christ came and died, that did not happen at the final uh, Jubilee, the final, and, and you know, in, in uh, 75 AD. Uh, it happened well before that. So we could see the same kinds of things happen it, because there's a transition period and these dates, these, these years that determine the beginning and end of an age, they, they, they don't necessarily correlate with all of the events that are supposed to happen. You know, it's not a hard exact date. It's more of a season. You could think of it like that. So we're entering into that season now, uh, and that's what I wanted to cl conclude this whole series with that we've been talking about because, uh, you know, I've, I've wondered this, what can we expect in the coming years? So that's what I want to talk about. I hope you have, again, I hope you have checked out the last, uh, the, the, the previous episodes. If not, don't worry. I, that was kind of a brief review. We talked about a lot more, but that was a brief review that will help you understand this episode. 
So um, if you're watching this live on YouTube, go ahead and watch it and and then get a membership and, and go watch the rest of this episode and go watch the rest of the series. You can get the full series there uh, at dailyrenegade.com. So what can we expect? In just around four short years, we will be entering into the final jubilee of our age, according to the Essenes, the final age before the return of Christ. Uh, now, of course, we don't want to become overly excited and begin uh, setting definite dates. We don't want to do that. Speculation and wondering what if, that's one thing, you know, but we can fall into serious error if we uh, begin stating as a fact that something like the rapture of the church will occur on an exact date. Um, you know, in fact, Jesus tells us himself, and it depends on your interpretation of this, but Mark 13, 32 through 37 says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father take heed, watch and pray for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping, and what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about that within the church as to what Jesus was referring to here. I'm of the personal belief that this is actually referring to the second coming of Christ and not the rapture. Um, and I did I did a whole uh, episode of JPD Weekly on that about six weeks ago. Uh, so you can go and look at that. Um, and it's just going through Matthew 24 and 25 and showing how this all has to do with Israel and not the church. But there are some that say that this is the rapture. Uh, and the overall message here to, to those people is, is this time is a mystery that this day and hour cannot be known. The angels in heaven haven't figured out Jesus at this point that he said it hasn't figured it out, but only the father. Uh, now, those who believe that this is the rapture would say that we know specific day calculations from the book books of Revelation and Daniel that tell us how long after certain events such as the abomination of desolation, right down to the day that we can expect to see the end of the Great Tribulation and the return of Jesus. So we can actually time these things out once something happens, once a confirmation of the covenant happens. Uh, also, with the ancient understanding of ages, um, it would seem they would be able to assume Jesus would be returning in 2075 AD. Uh, so that that's why some people say that that can't be referring to the second coming, but it has to be referring to the rapture. Now, I would disagree on that because Jesus, uh, you know, refers to it as the time of the days of Noah. Well, in Noah's day, God told Noah that there would be 120 years before the flood, right? Um, and Noah knew that, and it says that he was a preacher of righteousness. So he he, try, he tried to warn people. Nobody listened. Uh, but then it, it says also that nobody was aware. Like nobody knew, nobody knew until the rain fell. Um, it, it says that in the New Testament, I believe in uh, maybe Second Peter or Jude or one of those. But it says in the New Testament that nobody knew. So, well, clearly, they it's, it, knowing doesn't seem to be about knowledge. It seems to be about acceptance of the knowledge. So, they Noah would have been saying this, you know, we would imagine that there's 120 years left to get right with God. Come on, you know, the rain's coming and nobody believed him. And that's what not knowing means, that, that it wasn't believed. Well, in the same way, I think that the, the coming of Christ, yes, it can be like known, but the people of the earth aren't going to be believing it. And I think that that's the whole point. So I don't, I don't think that it's the rapture, but a lot of people do think it's the rapture. 
uh, because they'll say like, well, you know, the, the rapture is you can't predict it. And that's why Jesus didn't even know. And that's why nobody knows. Whereas you, you could conceivably predict the second coming of Christ if you knew when the, uh, you know, after the confirmation of the covenant of the Antichrist and, you know, you could time it then. But, but the idea I think is that nobody really is going to do that. You know, there'll be some believers that will, but the, the world by and large won't. If that's teaching of the bodily return of Jesus to the planet Earth, people who say that this is the rapture, they would say that there would be a point in the future where that verse wouldn't be true anymore, you know, where people would know the day and the hour, you know, rendering void the teaching about being watchful. Uh, I mean, that could be true. You know, God can certainly do anything he wishes. Uh, but, you know, there's there's another event that is said to occur at any moment from the time of the apostles to the time of Jesus' bodily return. And, and, and you know, that, that, that's the rapture. So they would say that that verse has to do with the rapture. Um, I don't, I, I used, and I used to think that, but I don't think that anymore. I, I think that that verse has to do with the second coming. Anyway, but this is not something that we as believers in Christ need to become dogmatic about and divide over. Uh, we do know that Christ is going to return someday, and we, uh, if, if you believe in a pre-trib rapture, then you know you believe that the, the rapture of the church is imminent. It could happen at any time. So all that aside, whether one believes that that specific verse is talking about the rapture or not, most Christians who believe in any kind of rapture, pre, mid, or post, uh, would agree that we cannot know the timing of it for absolute sure. You know, uh, The best that we can do is speculate and wonder. Now, I absolutely plan on doing just that here. Uh, but it's important to keep in mind that, you know, I'm not saying that this absolutely will play out in the ways that I'm going to describe as possibilities. Uh, I'm, I'm only offering it as possibilities. If the past speculations of many other researchers concerning the timing of the rapture are any indication, then the safest bet is to assume that the timeline I'm going to provide as an example of how it could pan out is wrong. You know, that is the safest bet. Uh, it seems like whenever people really try to pin this stuff down and try to predict it, they're, they're wrong. So we have to assume that, uh, that, that could very well be the case still. So hold on to it loosely, you know, don't build a new denomination over it, but you know, there, there's always that part of us that wants to ask what if, so how could all of this, uh, plan out? Well, again, we only need look at the final Jubilee of the previous age. The Essene calendar absolutely does put an exact year as the end of one age and the beginning of the next. However, prophetic events that are supposed to happen around this time do not always work out so precisely. So the beginning of one age tends to bleed into the end of the previous age. So this bleeding through of ages tends to occur within the final jubilee of an age. So it's almost as if the old age is winding down, getting tired, and the new age is so excited to begin, it begins preparing a little bit earlier than its exact starting date. You know, you can actually think of this in terms of a relay race, which is really interesting when we think about uh, Paul's words about winning the race, you know, running the race, all that stuff. But th think of a relay race where team members cover equal distances, but they each take turns. When it is one member's turn, he carries a baton. Now, after his turn is finished, he hands off the baton to the next runner. But what happens during that handing off period at the end of one runner's uh, time in the beginning of the next, both runners are actually running together, holding the baton. And during that pass off, they're both running together. 
at the same time in a marked exchange zone. That's part of how the relay race works. Ages work exactly like that. The marked exchange zone of ages is the final jubilee of the age that's about to end. Now, in 2025 AD, if the Essene calendar is correct, we will enter into the marked exchange zone of our age and the kingdom age. So what an exciting time to be alive, right? We see uh, many examples of this when we consider how the age of Torah ended and the age of grace began between the years 25 AD and 75 AD. So as Christians, we would all agree that the church really started with Jesus, obviously. You know, some would say it began at the birth of Jesus because there was uh, finally a Messiah on earth for people to accept. Others would say it occurred at the start of or possibly sometime during his three and a half year ministry. Uh, others would say that it started at his death or his resurrection or his ascension or at Pentecost with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You know, all of these things have three things in common. Uh, first, they all contributed to the start of the church. Second, they all were the main prophecies that those living in that age were looking for. And third, they all occurred before the technical end of the age in 75 AD. Now, we must remember when we say that an age begins on a certain year, we're talking about uh, an exact number for that year, that by the time of this exact year, Everything that needs to be in place for the operation of the next age should be in place. So that would be the end of that exchange zone. It's like if I were to say uh, that I was going to have a birthday party at 3 p.m. this Friday, and there's going to be cake and presents and games and some live perform performances and all this stuff. Well, what that means is that by that exact time, 3 p.m. on Friday, by that exact date at that exact time, all of those things will already be in place. It doesn't mean I'm going to do all those things right at that time. There, 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 there's a time of preparation. Uh, so 3 p.m. Friday is the cutoff date where all this stuff has to be done for this party. So on Tuesday, I might hire the live performers. Wednesday, I could start buying all of the presents. Uh, Thursday, I could have all the games delivered. Friday at noon, I could pick up the cake and have the performers start to arrive. Uh, then finally, between uh, 1 p.m. and, say, 2.45 p.m. on Friday, I might make sure everything is together and go through my final checklist before people start arriving. Arriving. So if everything goes to plan, then technically the party starts at 3 p.m. on Friday, but a lot of things were changing and coming to pass to prepare for it since last Tuesday. So it's the same thing with these ages. By the time of 75 AD, everything should have been in place without anything else left to officially start the church age. The Messiah had to be born uh, teach, die, resurrect, and ascend. The Holy Spirit had to come. The temple in Jerusalem had to be destroyed. And the sacrificial system had to finally uh, be done away with. Then, and only then, would all of those prophecies be fulfilled. When all those prophecies were fulfilled, only then could the age of grace or the church age officially begin. That leads us to wonder, what was the final thing that occurred in 75 A.D.? Well, we all have at least the basic understanding of the temple in Jerusalem being destroyed in 70 AD. But what occurred five years later? 
there's actually some really interesting history here. So while the destruction of the Jerusalem temple definitely dealt a, a, a massive blow against the sacrificial system of the, uh, of the Pharisees, it didn't yet completely demolish it. There was actually another Jewish temple in Egypt that was destroyed by the Romans in 73 AD. And then finally, the final nail in the coffin of the pharisaical sacrificial system uh, was hammered when a new type of Sanhedrin was established in Yavne that decided prayer rather than sacrifice was sufficient. Uh, the reestablishment, that reestablishment was the beginning of modern rabbinic Judaism, it was the end, official end, of the sacrificial system, and that happened in 75 AD. Now, according to some sources, the final president of the old Sanhedrin, uh, Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai, died, and the first president of the new reestablished Sanhedrin, uh, Gamliel II of Yavne, officially began his duties in exactly 75 AD, according to some sources. Now, if that's true, that means that by the year 75 AD, everything was in place for the Age of Grace to officially begin because the sacrificial system was uh, done away with, like officially, for sure, done. <clears throat> now, we can assume that the same would be true for the end of our Age of Grace. If the Essene calendar is correct... Then, by the year 2075 AD, everything should be in place for the millennial reign of Christ to begin. This means that all of the prophecies should already be fulfilled. Not only everything having to do with the seven-year tribulation, but also the return of Jesus, the judgment of the Antichrist, judgment of the false prophet, everyone who took the mark of the beast, you know, Revelation 19.20. Um, but the binding of Satan in the abyss, Revelation 20, verse 2, rewards of the righteous being received, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15, and Revelation 20, verse 4, uh, the establishment of Jesus' rule in Jerusalem, Jeremiah 3, 17, Zechariah 14, 9, uh, putting in place how everything will work with the nations of the world during this time, Zechariah 14, 16 through 19, and everything else so that in 2075, everything will be in order, everything will be set in place for the kingdom age to officially begin without anything left to do except enjoy the next thousand years. So all the nations should already know what to do. Everybody should already understand uh, the way that everything is going to happen in the next age. Now, we don't know how long that's going to take. There, there, there's still a large number of prophecies that must be fulfilled prior to the kingdom age. And think about it like this. How long did it take for everybody to kind of understand how the church age was going to work? Well, apparently it took right around 50 years. It took from the time, of, or, or 40 years. It took, uh, it took around the time that Christ, you know, had his ministry. And then it, it took many, many years after that until 75 AD till uh, everybody kind of knew what to do. Now, are we going to see the same thing in the kingdom age? How long is it going to take after Jesus returns to explain to everybody in the world how this new age is going to work? Because we know um, due to Old Testament prophecies that foretell the coming kingdom age, uh, we know that if nations don't go and celebrate certain festivals, that they're not going to get rain. You, you know, so I mean, how is all this going to get explained to everybody and how long is that going to take? 
So the, the point is, we might not have to wait till 2068 to get a seven-year tribulation. Uh, we could have a seven-year tribulation much before that, and there could be a period of time after Jesus returns where we're all just setting up the kingdom. We're all setting it up and waiting. We're beating our, our, our swords into plowshares. You know, that, that might take some time. Now, and maybe not. You know, it, it could be that 2068 uh, AD is when the seven-year tribulation is going to start, or it could be in the year 4000. You know, we, we, don't, we don't know for sure. But there is still a large number of prophecies that must be fulfilled prior to the kingdom age, but many of those concern the seven-year tribulation period. We also have a possible rapture and the events after the uh, and the events after the tribulation, excuse me, to deal with. And it's important to know exactly where to place these things in terms of exact dates along the prophetic timeline. Uh, but we can look for patterns shown to us from the end of the previous age of Torah. We can look at those patterns to see when these things might take place. If Jesus came the first time relatively early in the final jubilee of the age of Torah, is it reasonable to assume he might return early in the final jubilee of our age of grace? That is the question we are going to have to answer in the members only section, because I want to get through uh, possible end times timeline. I want to talk about the possible uh, early return of Christ early in uh, our jubilee, which again, it begins in just a few short years. Uh, and I want to talk about all of that, but we're going to have to do that in the members only section. So if you're not a member, head on over to dailyrenegade.com. You can start a free trial or you can just get a membership now. It's only $10 a month or $100 a year. If you can do the $100 a year, do that because you get two months for free. And you just pay for it once. You don't have to think about it again. Uh, we have a bunch of shows, hundreds of videos that you cannot find anywhere else because they keep getting censored. Uh, <laughs> they keep getting deleted everywhere. And it's because, you know, we're speaking the truth and we live in a world that hates truth. So uh, because of that, we we're, we had to build our own thing. So we have dailyrenegade.com. Go be a member. Watch the rest of this episode because we are putting a, a final conclusion uh, at the end of this entire series. Series, what we have been uh, building the past few weeks. And it's it's really interesting, phenomenal stuff. You don't want to miss it. Members, hang on the line. We got a lot more to talk about. Everybody else, thank you so much. Please go over to dailyrenegade.com and join us there. Uh, I, I will look for you there. Thank you so much. And until next time, take care and God bless.